0: Today's program is brought to you by the Dairy Farm Families of Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. Did you know that today Wisconsin produces more than 600 varieties, types, and styles of American, international style, and original cheese that win more awards than any other state or country? To learn more, visit eatwisconsincheese.com.
1: You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network
2: Good evening and welcome to From About about It it on heritageradionetwork.org.
3: I'm Mary Izette.
2: I'm Chris Kuzmin.
3: And I'm Rachel Jacobs. And we're your co-hosts through this weekly journey of all things fermented.
2: Archived on iTunes, Stitcher, and right here at heritageradionetwork.org. Uh, it is February 13th, and it is a really, really, really freaking exciting time, for me at least. I've had a crazy day. I've been tearing up floors at the brewery at Fifth Hammer in Long Island City, Queens. This whole thing coming from nothing to something is uh, turning this dream to reality is really exciting. I'm learning a lot of stuff that I never, ever wanted to know about, about buildings and, uh, and uh, all the permits that you need to go through, all this hoopla. Um, but I can't wait till this thing opens. And I'm really excited about it. But enough about that. Well, one thing that's exciting about this is that once we get these floors in, it means I can get the equipment in. I can actually put the the uh, the brew house and the, and the fermenters that have been waiting for me in Nebraska, I can get them here to New York City. And they are actually going to arrive during New York City Beer Week. So it's a special beer week this year. It starts on February 24th 4th and goes till march 5th and for me it will be incredibly significant but there's a lot of really fun stuff happening um if you go to new york city new york city beer week or com, you can find out more information about the different events that are happening among them uh, we're putting on the new york's first annual hopefully new york city fermentation festival which will be held at the brooklyn expo center you could also go to nyc fermentation to find out information about that there's gonna be lots of seminars it's going to be a, a full day all family ages or all ages family affair um, with 30 producers of fermented good stuff 15 pro brewers 45 home brews um, from representing 10 different new york city uh, clubs or regional clubs um bunch of seminars uh, including some taught by uh, our next guest both next week's today's and last week's and we're really really freaking excited about it also coming up uh, at the end of march the new national homebrew competition we're judging at king's county brewer's collective if you go to the american Homebrewers association uh or go to uh uh, brew competition Ooh, I should know this because I'm <laughs> organizing it but I always forget this, this specific um, uh, website <clears throat> but we need your pallets if you are a BJCP uh, registered certified judge um, sign up for that uh, we could use your help and if you want to know how, how a homebrew competition uh, is run we can certainly use your help stewarding and facilitating the operation um Are there any other? Oh, yes. Also, before that actually happens, on the week prior to that, on March 18th, Josh Bernstein and I are throwing a festival uh, with 15 pro brewers, 10 home brewers, and a bunch of sausage around the corner here at Arrogant Swine. Um, If you go to joshuambernstein.com, you can find out more information about that. We'd love to have you. It's sausages and beers all afternoon, 1 to 4, for $45. And it's a grand old time. And I think that's all I have to say about that. Great it thing.
4: is, in fact, BrewingCompetition.com. Brewing competition.
2: Thank you. It is BrewingCompetition.com. Yes. Um, yes. Winter's Grind, number three. It's our third year doing the other thing, Go, for flipping back between fluings, yes. Mm-hmm. Mary, you have anything to say?
3: no sorry I, I just had a like an important
4: work text come in so i'm gonna okay. finish that keep, continue on i'll join in a minute oh one thing about the uh the fermentation festival which we're extremely excited about um i just found out that there's a groupon for all of you thrifty uh brooklyn a yeah. there is a groupon for the new york city homebrew festival so please please come for to the, the festival. new york city fermentation i'm sorry for the new york city fermentation festival. yes
2: and that'll ha- that'll last only a couple of days um and so you uh, better get on it so now get on it now or pay full price after um Today's guest, uh, we have Michael Schwartz of Bao uh, Food and Drink. And you are doing a seminar for the festival. We are familiar with the product. You've been uh, preaching the gospel of fermented foods here locally and abroad. Um, Who are you? How did you get into fermentation? All of this stuff.
5: (laughs) Well, um, we started Bao in 2009. Um, I have a a restaurant background. So um, we started off... You know, the idea was to make a healthy product. Uh, something
2: mm-hmm.
5: we really wanted to make an alternative to uh, soda, right? For our kids, right? We had really young kids, and we wanted to make something healthy. So we started to make kombucha, mm-hmm. and then um, we ended up with this huge space in Long Island City, not far from where your brewery is going to be. <laughs> and decided to branch out and create some other products, and then we launched into some fermented vegetables and sauces and. Ended up with close to thirty different varieties of fermented products. That's amazing. Uh,
4: by we you mean uh, you and your other founder, also named Mike?
5: Right, the what? other the other Mike. <laughs> right. Well,
4: what is it? What's his background?
5: He has a business background, and um, we were uh, fraternity brothers in college. And he badgered me to start a food business. Um, you know, he had the financial brains, and I had the know-how, and uh, it was a perfect match. Um, and then he decided to go on his merry way. And, <laughs> and, um, so he's still actually still in food, and he's a great guy, and we get together all the time. We get our kids together, mm-hmm. uh, but he's not involved in the day-to-day bow operations anymore. So uh, what is your restaurant background um, prior to this? So I worked in a uh, number of restaurants mm-hmm. since I was a teenager. I worked in restaurants through college, went to culinary school. I taught at the Institute of Culinary Education for 12 years. And so I was relatively familiar with fermented foods. You know, we always made sauerkraut or kimchi or things, you know, a variety of fermented things in, in the restaurants where I was working. And so it just naturally led into the ability to make it on a larger scale. Um, however, we used to make like three or four gallons of right. sauerkraut at a time. And now we make like a ton. A ton. <laughs> a ton. A metric ton. 2,000 pounds at a time. So.
2: Yeah, for a lot of—I mean, I was—I asked that because you know a lot of people, uh, all of a sudden, there this fermentation thing could become a business. But a lot of people are scared to start fermenting in, in the first place. Yeah, but there's no reason <clears throat> to be. I
5: mean, ferment, fermentation is the oldest and safest method of preservation that humans have. I mean, we've been doing it for thousands and thousands of years, um, and it is unbelievably safe. There are no documented cases of foodborne illnesses coming from fermented foods so because of the way that it grows uh, and like lac- uh, lactobacillus is a salt loving or briny loving bacteria and most pathogens do not like salt and they do not like acid and lactobacillus creates acid so it's a very very safe product and everybody should make it at home and there are a bunch of recipes on our website if you don't know where to start you can go to bow food and drink and open up our pickle recipe it's super easy i i make it with my kids uh my son's cub scout troop oh yeah every day yeah gabriel he's made it made him twice and he loves to make them it's it's great it's great fun for the kids
2: and um when you when you when the kids are doing it do you talk a lot about uh what's going on there microbially or what's happening with the 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 <clears throat> The battle is between bacteria? yeah. So we
5: do. We um, I have a bunch of slides that I put together of good bacteria and bad bacteria, and we talk about how they're, you know, every you're you're covered with bacteria. The tables covered. Everything's covered back with bacteria. It's it's part of our environment, and um, you know the majority of bacteria are benign or beneficial. There are very very few that are are pathogenic, and so you know we talk about how. For pathogenic bacteria, you need to do certain things, and you have to wash your hands, and you have to be clean. But then there are other ones that you want to encourage, and they're great for your digestive system. And, you know, Gabriel is a huge kombucha drinker. He's my 7-year-old. He's awesome. And my little my little guy, Harry, is he's 2, and he drinks a little kombucha. Um, so, and it's great for them, and they love it. Yeah. Gabriel is seven and
2: Bao is about seven, right? That's right. And so yeah. so yeah. you were instead of milk, you wanted to make kombucha for your kids. That's right. <laughs> instead of soda. Instead I'd, of soda. Well, I'm just saying, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, was he drinking soda at, at nope. zero years old? No, he that's my question. No, he had
5: no soda, so he went right <laughs> okay.
2: he went right from milk to, to, to kombucha. To kombucha. Yeah. How did he like and did he have a taste for for that kind of tart sour thing to be? Yeah, right. I, I mean
5: think. it's it's interesting. Um young kids like sour. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, it's not uncommon. They'll just pick up a lemon and suck on a lemon. They they like that that flavor, and I mean, I think it's part of uh, the the human background. You know, you just by nature you know that it's good for you, Mm -hmm. and so it's very easy to convert them into that kind of product.
3: I want to know what um what making pickles with a Cub Scout pack looks like. Oh my God! I have pictures. (laughs) It is
5: it is fun and chaotic and. (laughs) I mean, we had them in the, at the organic food incubator. We had some tables set out. I, I have these uh, uh, safety knives, serrated safety knives that are really great for kids, and they just go to town. You know, we talk a little bit about the rules, and they wash their hands, and they cut up their pickles any size they want, put them in, bring them, I give them jars, and they, they have a great time.
3: So you bring, because actually this is something, we have a lot of people who, obviously who listen, who have kids and Mm -hmm. also who are interested in teaching kids. I worked at Boy Scout camp for four summers um, when I was younger. So I did a lot of, uh, I taught, you know, Boy Scout merit badges. So I worked with groups. So what do you, so you provide the cucumbers and then the jars and then do you make the brine ahead of time?
5: So, yeah. So what I do is I I make a brine, right, just salt, salt water. And uh, we use a very specific ratio. So for all of the bowel products. Um, all of these solids, we use, uh, 0. 0.4 ounces of salt per pound of solids. Okay. Right. That's our role for the pickles are the only <laughs> ones that are different because you need a lot more liquid. We use, um, I'm going to get it wrong now. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's on the website. So you yeah. can download it from there. Yeah. And so I make the brine and, um, Really important to cut the ends off the pickles because there's an enzyme in the blossom end that makes your pickle soggy. So uh-huh. you get rid of that. Right. Yeah, That's and then so we trim those off for them, and then they make spears or cut, you know, circles or whatever they want. They we give them a jar, and they throw in a little garlic, and we give them some dill, peppercorns. They can put it, whatever they want in there, and then I just go around and pour the brine on top. And I made some airlocks, really simple airlocks. Take these kind of lids and put a hole in it, regular beer Mm -hmm. airlock right in there. They take them home, and a couple days later, they have pickles. Awesome. It's great, yeah.
4: Wow.
5: Really cool, really fun.
4: So you started making basically pickles in uh, in Long Island City and kombucha in Long Island City, and then you started this company called Bao. So what what does Bao mean? So... Figuratively and literally.
5: So Mike and I, right, we were fraternity brothers in college. We both rode motorcycles. We liked, at the time, we were in shape. We liked to lift, <laughs> lift weights. <laughs> You're doing great. Right? You're, and good. so we wanted to have, we, we noticed that there were you know, most of the organic products out there were geared towards women, and they're kind of flower, flowery and beautiful labels, and, and we wanted a guy's product, right? So we decided we were going to start Badass Organics, right? And that's what BAL stands for, um, Badass <laughs> Organics. And, um, and so um, what we learned was that men don't buy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> women buy the stuff, <laughs> so we had to kind of retweet. We redesigned our logo. We made it a little bit more gentle, and but you uh, still have the the name bad. But we still organic. have so right, and so now we go I with. Think bao.
3: Everybody can get behind, right? Yeah, so well, I mean, seven
5: years ago, that yeah. So, so, I mean, yeah. To, fermented food is kind of a strong flavor, right? So you, you do have to be a little bit of a badass, and you have to commit some time to eating healthy and doing that kind of
2: stuff. So yeah, you have to be a badass to. To, to be healthy. Absolutely. We're going to take a really quick break. Thanks for listening to men About It.
0: Okay. Today's program is brought to you by the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. Wisconsin produces the world's best cheese, period. Why? Lush grasslands, glacial water supply, fourth-generation cheesemakers combining old-world tradition with the new ideas and highest standards, the very best milk. What do you think of when you think of Wisconsin cheese? For me, I think cheese curds, delicious fresh cheese curds, or deep-fried cheese curds. Cheese curds, literally any way, anytime, any place. I think about Andy Hatch and Upland's Cheese Company, the operation behind the Pleasant Ridge Reserve cheese that's literally America's most awarded cheese. I think of the deliciously stinky Limburger and its long-storied history. I think about Raleigh's Dumbarton Blue, a perfect blend of English-style cheddar and notes of blue. I think of Emmy Roth's Grand Cru Cherchois, which was named 2016's World Champion at the World Championship Cheese Contest. Wisconsin is like the world champion of cheese, and once you start reading the list of cheeses made in Wisconsin on their website, you can see why. The Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board is a nonprofit organization funded entirely by Wisconsin's dairy farm families. Read more at eatwisconsincheese.com, and as soon as you're done listening to this podcast, eat Wisconsin Cheese. It's a no brainer
2: welcome back to episode 193 of the men about it on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. network.org we're here in the studio with michael schwartz of badass organics or Bow food and drink and uh you have brought this array of of the diverse that sh- just shows the diversity of your products how many different products are you dealing with right now
5: um oh, i i lose count um or, or style products. So, oh, style, so, so let's, start, okay, let's so, start with the, the right, umbrellas. So, so we have four categories, okay. right? So we start off with kombucha. We have 14 flavors of kombucha, 10 of them in the bottle, four different flavors in the keg. Okay. Um,
2: so you do keg kombucha. We do keg
5: kombucha, right. Um, we, so we, we um, uh, I'm sure you know uh, Kombucha Brooklyn. Yep. Right? Yeah. So a few years ago, um. You know, Eric and I have become friends over, over the years We're in the same field, and um, he wanted to move upstate and wanted to get out of the liquid business, so we kind of merged Bao and Kombucha Brooklyn's keg program, uh-huh. so we took that over for him. Um, so we do bottles and kegs of kombucha. We do uh, seven varieties of cultured vegetables um six sauces so we have four flavors of hot sauce a cultured ketchup and a cultured barbecue sauce the only ketchup and barbecue sauce I'm pretty sure on the market that are that are fermented that are fermented mm-hmm. and then we have these little um energy shots
2: And when you say market how far is that market
5: spread? Uh, I don't think anybody no, I don't think anybody yeah, yeah.
2: that's that's yeah. awesome is that? Do you think that that's a stability thing?
5: Yeah, I mean, there? it's you know, it's an odd product. So the the market for it is really small. It requires a tremendous amount of of you be customer education. Yeah, you have to be a badass. <laughs> yeah. and you have to have um, you, know, you have to do a lot of customer education, mm-hmm. right? So there, there's a very small population that wants fermented ketchup, right?
4: That's so interesting because it has vinegar in it already, and
5: right, but it has a lot of sugar in it. Uh, and so none of the products on the table here have any sugar. Right? right. So sugar is not in our flavor. For the kombucha, yeah. But for everything else, for the vegetables, the sauces, and the shots, there's, there, the flavor profile is tart and briny. But we didn't get mm. to the shots. Did we, we, we didn't get to the, to the so shots. So
4: please tell so me about those. The I'm shot, so <laughs> curious. Right.
5: So, um what, what what happened was we, we started to make all of this kimchi and sauerkraut, and we had all this liquid left over. And it, I mean, it was gallons and gallons of, of fermentation liquid, and we would drink it. Like in the office, we'd be like, oh, this is really good, and we'd drink. So then we're like, well, we have to do something with it. We can't drink at all. Right. So we um, put a little green tea in there and we made one we added spirulina and chlorella to one mm-hmm. and we added ginger and hibiscus to another one and we made these two little fermented energy shots so they have tremendous amount of lactobacillus great for your digestion they have a little green tea good for energy they have um, tons of lactic acid from the fermentation which is great for depending on your activity level Great for a hangover or great after a workout because it really helps with say. muscle fatigue. <laughs> yeah. um, and then they were so popular that we made two more flavors. So then we made a turmeric and dandelion root and a, we call it deep purple. So it's got um, elderberry, licorice, and, el- and uh, nigella seed, which is right. an, an Indian black seed. It's really, really powerful antioxidant. It's called
2: nigella? Nigella, nigella seed, seed. Mm-hmm.
5: yeah. Or black onion seed, people call it. Okay. So then we had four, and then we just launched two more. We started to make beets, so we had the beet juice, so we made one with beets, and we made one with our spicy kimchi liquid, so we have a hot one. So we have hot, beets, ginger, deep purple, green, and turmeric. And awesome. ginger,
2: and and there's um there's a certain amount of sediment in these, and and, and mm-hmm. you you recommend shaking them, oh up and, and taking the whole shake them up, shake that. them
5: up, you drink the whole thing. That's a good it's, it's great as a mixer for uh, if you want to do picklebacks. It makes a really <laughs> interesting pickleback, but they're also really good for you know after a workout, or they're great for your digestion, and they're, not, they're nice.
2: So. Uh, borderline uh, corporate espionage going on right here. Uh, stability of kombucha in kegs, and is, what did you learn going to kombucha into kegs? And is there is there a trick to it? Because also for bringing kegs of kombucha to to homebrew parties or or whatever, is there uh, any any tips or recommendations? On-
5: um, well, so for the kegs, we we um, for for industrial k- kombucha, mo- uh, almost always, right? You have to uh, force carbonate, kind of okay. like beer, right? Um, and it's a little trade secret. You can't legally bottle carbonate because bottle carbonation results in higher alcohol. Right. And for most of the kombucha mm-hmm. brewers,
2: with the exception
5: of kombucha or GT's high alcohol one, you have to keep that alcohol level low. So we right.
2: do... Um, and contained completely. right? completely. Yeah.
5: So we stay refrigerated. We um, over-ferment a little bit so you get more acetobacter growth, which destroys the alcohol. And then we force carbonate with carbonation with okay. uh, CO two.
2: Well, that's my question. Yeah.
5: And uh, and then it stays refrigerated, and they have a short shelf life. So, you know, with without fruit juice, six months. With fruit juice, three or four months. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
4: Now, in um, in scaling up and making kombucha from like going home, uh, from like making it at home to like making it for for mass production, uh, how is there is there like a difference in the scoby care? Is there a difference in uh, the actual making of it?
5: Uh, yeah. So. Um, God, I, How do you I, take care I of I, I don't know if I really want to drop this bomb, but <laughs> um, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm not a big proponent of the Scoby.
2: So, you know, we just had the scientists huh. from Tufts on uh, and talking about kombucha and making kombucha, and the SCOBY itself is really just that cellulose that, kind of thing. Exactly. The, the cultures are in the liquid as well. The cultures in the, are in the liquid. Yeah. So oh. for me, so we started off
5: in five-gallon buckets, just like everyone else. Then we progressed to 50-gallon buckets, and then we moved to 500-gallon buckets. And so a SCOBY in a 500-gallon tote takes up, you know, 20 or 30 gallons of pro- possible product. So we take those SCOBYs out and we compost them. We don't really so, keep them.
3: So you're just transferring a starter.
5: We try right that's the the bacteria is in the liquid, yeah. And I know there's this whole lore about the scoby, and, but it's really just the byproduct of the fermentation. And right. You don't really need it, and it'll always grow a new one. You can't stop it. Right.
4: right. Yeah. I was just looking forward to like a giant scoby. I'm
5: sorry. I, you know, I could bring you one.
4: <laughs> it'll be like if we dry it out, it can be a big blanket. It still grows right. a
5: scoby. Yeah. You just don't yeah. reuse it for, for right. The, for yeah. The next we we take them out. Then do
3: you did you have to adjust any of your practices when you went from using a scoby to using just the starter? Like, yeah. So what we'll call the starter. Liquid. So
5: so one of the things. That happens in large batch fermentation is um, kombucha really needs oxygen and um, uh, CO2 is heavy, yeah. right? So you have a big tote, right? This giant tote that's taller than I am. I'm, I'm not. Very is it
3: like this? The same as really like tall. the cider totes that? You're? Yeah. Those, okay. You look taller like than recti- like recti- I do. Yeah. Everyone's the radio. radio. <laughs>
5: um Right. So the if you if. When you have a small amount of product and a wide opening, you can get a little bit of air. But when you have this deep vat of kombucha, it's really oxygen deprived. So we turn the product, which also destroys the scobies if we were to leave them in there. But we'll like aerate oh. it, right? Almost like um like a Lauder turn. Right? Do you, yeah. so, so we get do you bring more like oxygen. Fine wine?
2: The exact opposite of what you want for
3: your by beer.
5: La-
2: by Lauder, by. I mean, are you just? Uh, Pumping it back into itself, yeah. Like we're doing a whirlpool, or yeah, are kind you of. are you blowing like oxygen through the bottom?
5: No, we don't. We have we we don't blow oxygen in, but yeah, we we just push it over air. So okay, that it brings it brings more
2: air into the product. Yeah, oh, like a lot of time, like a Vorlauf, like, like yeah. uh, go back in and let it splash into yeah, itself. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. very cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are we eating right now? This is this is the so uh, that's
5: our sour pickle relish. I, I should have brought some hot dogs, but. Um, Dang it. I don't know,
4: it's so it's, good. It's okay, Mary it is, and I are vegetarians.
2: Uh, <laughs> She's flexitarian. She's,
5: Barry's she is tempeh.
2: It's great with Barry's tempeh.
5: Oh,
3: yeah. Right. Ooh. Yeah.
2: Barry uh, was one of our first guests on the oh, show. Oh, no, yeah, he's a good guy. We're excited about having him back. Um, have you worked a lot with Barry uh, in the past, too? Was he part of uh, the KBI? Or, or, no, uh,
3: not no. KBI. Organic but, food? Was he part of your.
2: No. Uh,
5: but he
3: was producing in Long Island as well he's producing, for a right, while. he's
5: producing on the at the entrepreneur space on okay. the other side of Long Island city but we've crossed paths a lot mm-hmm. he's a nice guy and his
2: products are really good yeah. mm-hmm. this product is pretty amazing um, thank you what are some of the inspirations for some of these products or like is it just you know <clears throat> yeah so the inspiration think, is or for like keep it, or repeating them too is,
5: it's kind of like what I want to eat
2: yeah <laughs> um, so
5: um, this pickle relish was basically I wanted pickle relish Um
4: this is really sad.
5: And one yeah. of the... so
4: I usually like pickle relish. <laughs> the this the really pickle,
5: good. pickles are really hard for us to make because we have organic certification and organic Kirby cucumbers are in season from June to middle of August. And that's it, right? And so if we don't get enough cucumbers, like, we're already out of... Cu- we're sold out until next spring. No more cucumbers from battle. But for the pickle relish, we can use any kind of organic cucumber... The problem with the with making whole pickles is that they get mushy, mm-hmm. right? The, but the Kirby's don't. But for this pickle relish, we cut them in half. We take out the seeds so they stay a little bit crunchy, and so we can make the pickle relish year round. As we can get organic cucumbers year round. So,
2: what is a uh, how, how do you go about making a fermented barbecue sauce?
5: So, what we do with all of our products is we took the. Tech, the German technique and Asian flavors and kind of mixed them together.
2: So the German right. technique of kraut? So
5: German technique just... of kraut, right? So okay. the, the European technique of kraut, mm-hmm. right? So um, we... When you make sauerkraut, right, you take the cabbage and you salt it and you press it under the liquid and then you let it go for however long you ferment it and then you chill it and pack it. Right? Very easy. For typical korean kimchi you salt the cabbage or the vegetables and then you rinse off the salt and then you add the flavoring and then you let it ferment and so that method is requires a tremendous amount more labor yeah and the sauerkraut method is much less labor it's a lot easier so You know, I call our sour or our spicy slaw, I call it, you know, it's American kimchi, right? We took all of the techniques and the flavors and we blended them together. So to to answer a very long way around, to answer your question, the barbecue sauces and our hot sauces, we basically make sauerkraut out of whatever kind of vegetable. So for the ketchup, it's tomatoes. So we take tomatoes, ginger, garlic, a little bit of raisin to get some deep color and some spices, and we salt it and make... Sauerkraut out of it, and then we blend it together. We just put it in a blender.
2: That's it. Straight blend it. Blend yeah.
5: it, chill it, and put squeeze. it in the bottle. Yeah. The problem was um, because the tomatoes have a lot of sugar, the raisins have a lot of sugar. When we first started making it, we were blowing up bottles all over the place. So because <laughs> you're probably
3: getting some. Oh, yeah. A lot of CO2. Oh production. yeah.
5: Yeah. So the the sauces are fermented much longer than any of the vegetables.
2: Right. What, so, what is that um, uh, turnover rate? You think? So the the um,
5: the vegetables, most of them are about a week, week and a half. We go for pH. So what we're shooting for is like somewhere between three two and three five pH, mm-hmm. right? Which is pretty tart. The beets we ferment longer because there's a lot of sugar in the beets, and then the sauces were like three or four weeks. I mean, we take them for a really long time to make sure all that sugar's gone. Yeah, and we don't explode over somebody's ceiling. Right.
3: So let's talk about wh- some of your favorite things to do with these ferment- fermented products.
5: <clears throat> so that that's like one of the biggest questions we get, yep. right, is What do you <laughs> what do There's you so do with do this do. stuff, right? <laughs> so we do we have some customers that eat jars at a time, but it's not really meant to be eaten. That. I mean, unless you have a really robust microbiome, it could really send you for a loop. So it's supposed to be a condiment or a mix-in to a dish. So um, what what we're going to do for the fermentation festival, we make a, a vegetarian Reuben. All right, Ooh, so we yeah, do.
4: I saw your uh, your web your uh, recipe for that on your yeah. website. I've actually been making vegetarian Reubens all yeah. week. <laughs> so these are really um, good they're they're roasted really
5: good. beets, right? Really easy to roast beets. You put them little olive oil, salt, pepper, cover them up in the oven for an hour. Slice very thinly uh, roasted uh, port- portobello mushrooms, and then we make um, a Thousand Island dressing with our ketchup, the pickle relish, and a little bit of mayonnaise. If you're a vegan, you can use veganaise. Um, put a little rye bread on the griddle cheese a thousand island dressing and then the beets and the mushrooms and a little bit of our tiny slaw it makes a, a great sandwich so it all depends on if you want to have just the flavor or if you want to preserve the probiotic benefit so you know um if you obviously if you cook them too long you're going to kill off the the bacteria you kill off the lactobacillus, which is great for digestion. So, what we recommend is, if say you're making a, say you're making fried rice, right? So you know there's leftover rice in my refrigerator at home. Um, my wife's home with the kids, and she can take the rice and you know heat it up in a sauté pan with some vegetables, mix it all together, and then as you're taking it off the stove, you mix in the spicy slaw. And toss it in, and it gets warm, but not enough heat to kill off the bacteria, and then you can still get that probiotic benefit with it. But um, you use,
3: get more of a contrast of flavor. I mean, it's yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. Or you oh, can got you idea. can use it in a mix in for a salad or for. Uh, so a pasta I think this dish. would be great
3: in like a salad, like a mm-hmm. salad or like a grain bowl dressing.
4: Yeah, the a sour, sour relish. relish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: <clears throat> um, you're going to do a talk at the fermentation festival uh yep. what is what's, what can we expect to see in that or So we just covered it all in the radio right, show? so that,
5: that's, where, <laughs> that's what we're going to talk about some of the things that you can yeah. do with these products Great. um we're going to make we're going to um demo the veggie reuben awesome. and um so yeah. we'll have samples of that and uh, and and talk about you know how to protect the the, the benefits of the lactobacillus um mm-hmm. and you know Vegetable-derived lactobacillus is one of the strongest probiotics you can have. Natural probiotics. Um, it, it's much stronger than dairy-derived lactobacillus. It lasts for a lot longer in your gut. Um, it's relatively heat resistant. It's acid resistant because it lives in an acidic environment, and so it's really good for you. Um, and so we'll talk about ways that you can protect that and bring that into your diet and incorporate it into things you know in the, every day
4: now um i had a little question um so uh bow's part of bio's uh mission is a uh, is sustainability and going with the seasons as you mentioned uh trying to get kirby is, is well, you know hard when you're trying to uh make things in the season so we've been talking a lot about fermentation and sustainability lately uh we talked about it with toast Ale, and we talked about it a bit with um, with adam last week and uh Sometimes uh it's hard because fermentation sometimes seems to be remotely um inherently wasteful. For example, like spent grains when you're making beer. Um do you have any advice for anybody trying to make like be sustainable at the same time as uh making ferments at home?
5: Well, um I mean there you can ferment any almost any kind of vegetable. If you're doing lac- if lacto-fermentation with vegetables, you can ferment almost anything, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a little plot of land and you're growing your own vegetables and you have anything left over, you can make your own mix. Or like our, our Jardinera is a mix of 10 different vegetables. And it's just, it could be like whatever's coming up in your garden, right? Or whatever you find in the grocery store. And then we, the leftovers, the pieces that we don't use in the product, um, you can make a brine or like a broth out of this so we ferment those so that's kind of what happened with the shots right so the, yeah, yeah. the shots was our it was our leftover product but now we have to make extra liquid so um you know you can take the trimmings right so the maybe the you know the
3: like your cauliflower i, I was gonna uh, say the stem of the, the cauliflower
5: or, right that you don't might not want to put in your vegetables or the outer leaves of the cabbage that might not look so pretty but they're still good you can chop those up and ferment those and then use the broth and the broth broth is as valuable as the vegetables i mean that's where the bacteria is
3: plus it got me to thinking when you're talking about how you guys do your ketchup and your barbecue sauce and your sauces like you could do that with anything left over like yeah. i made we made a bunch of um watermelon rind mm-hmm. uh, yeah. fermented watermelon rind and it's mm-hmm. delicious but i never thought about like i could put that in a food processor or a blender and make like a,
2: a watermelon prickled watermelon puree yeah kind of to yeah, use absolutely. which would be pretty yeah. cool
3: mm-hmm. so you could do that i think with with the, your leftovers as well like if you you know just fermented a bunch of uh broccoli or or cauliflower stems or whatever you know your little trimmings yeah absolutely. and then puree it and make a really nice cool kind of
2: yeah they teach you for to make a nuka bed and to make a nu- nuka zuke bed you use the the the, the trimmings to, to, the, to scraps. The, the scraps right. to get the bram uh to a place Cool. Um, right it's cool Uh, Where can we find out more information about your product? And uh, you guys don't have a place to visit, but you guys are in Jersey now.
5: Right. So we just – we recently moved to Bloomfield, New Jersey in October. (coughs) Um, And so we have a beautiful facility. It's really clean. It's – really comfortable to work in it's a lot more space we actually have a parking lot which is really nice (laughs) um i know crazy it's crazy and um and we have a we have a room that we keep heated to do all of the fermentation in so instead of like wrapping blankets around buckets and Mm -hmm. things, so we keep one room at 75 degrees all the time we ferment the kombucha and the vegetables and everything in there um we're happy to have people visit so yeah you can um it's, uh, the, the biz- so it's the the so it's a second business called the Organic Food Incubator, that is a uh, contract manufacturer for Bow, and it also uh, manufactures uh, four other brands of uh, cultured vegetables and cultured products, as well as like eight different no- uh, normal hot sauce brands like shelf stable and cold brew coffee and we, we make a lot of products over there so i have two businesses that's awesome the organic food the organic food incubator incubator
3: and that's what what you make your <coughs> bow food with and then also
5: so right so produce so other
3: brands like contract produce basically right exactly Cool.
5: and so yeah we're happy to have people visit you can send us an email at info at com if you want to check that out and um how many states is Bow in um I think we're in all of the colonies <coughs> Really? Yeah, at least.
4: All of the OG colonies? <laughs> Even yeah. um, both Carolinas? <laughs>
5: yeah, yeah, yeah Well, I don't know if we're in South Carolina but Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think we are actually We're probably in about 20 states 20? Yeah Yeah, and um you know, there's a lot of information on the website, and if you send us a note, we're really we try really hard to respond. So if you have questions about recipes, or all of our ingredients are listed on the website, so you can just go to the ingredients page. You can see everything we use. We grind our own spices. We don't. We you know, we do as much as we can to be mm-hmm. as sustainable and as transparent as possible. Um, we're certified organic. We you know, uh, we get our glass locally. We don't you know. So
2: I mean. Well, and Mike, and- thank you so much for joining yeah, us on the show. We are really you. excited that you'll be sampling your, your wares also at the New York City Fermentation Festival yeah, and absolutely. giving a seminar. Uh, and
3: what's your... Um, for Bow? Yeah, website, website and uh, other social it's, media. It's uh,
5: baofoodanddrink.com <laughs> or at baofoodanddrink for Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Cool. And if you tag us in, on anything, we always send you a special coupon. So. Hey, awesome. all right. Oh, yeah. And we have... Um, for people that are listening to the show, if they type in "forget about, f- uh, f- about f- ferment it. about it" into a, in, on their um,
2: their order form, there's a fifteen percent discount. Hey, what? all right, awesome. Hey, I'm placing so, an order right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, thank you. Episode sure. one hundred and ninety-three,
3: mm-hmm. and we look forward to seeing you at the fermentation. Yeah, absolutely, see you.
2: thanks for having me. Ferment about it.